is going on everybody welcome in to another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous thursday january 4th 2024 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas rocking a solo show Stu has the night off but we have an excellent menu for you lined up first up opec plus uh set to hold monitoring meeting in early february oh done 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 uh, MBS back at it again. Next up, appeals court uh, delivers fatal blow to California pushing natural gas ban. I hate to see that. And then finally, Chevron impairs California oil and gas production um, assets due to regulatory challenges is an absolutely um, hilarious story. Um, I will then quickly cover what happened in oil and gas finance, guys. We had we had prices up a little bit. Uh, mainly due to, to some Libyan oil field disputes. So we will we will talk about all of that and a bag of chips, guys. Before I do that, a couple things. Remember, the news and analysis you are about to hear brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team do an absolutely tremendous job curating that site to make sure it stays up to speed with everything you need to know to stay up to speed with the energy business. We also cover the oil, gas industry, and finance extensively. We've got a lot of really cool projects that we're working on content-wise um, that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks, so stand by there. You can hit the description below um, to see all of the timestamps, links to the articles that we are about to cover so you know we're not just blowing smoke. Um, you can also check out dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your data news combo. Um, go ahead and... and uh, uh, subscribe to us, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate. It. But let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and just dive in here, guys. I, I, first, I want to talk about OPEC to set monitoring meeting in early February. You know, I'll read kind of the the the, the top headlines. This is uh, from our favorite friends um, over at Reuters. OPEC Plus plans to hold a joint ministerial monitoring committee meeting in early February. Though an exact date has not been provided, according to three sources from the alliance. Um, what this committee really is, it brings together within um, OPEC, it brings together uh, Saudi Arabia, Russia, and the UAE to specifically talk about OPEC cuts. It, it's mainly what the kind of a procedural thing. The last full ministerial meeting was on November 30th. That was, you know, again, led by Saudi Arabia rolling over its current voluntary cut. You know, it's it's basically what they're supposed to do is assess these cuts in, in January and, and see kind of where things are going. You know, the, the interesting part about what happened with OPEC is, as we know, last month, Angola quit mainly because it was unhappy with all these production cuts. So, again, we production cuts are great, but you're also losing money at the same time. Sure, if prices go up, there's an offset, but how much of the price increase offset is actually because of the cuts? So I think that's partly where I think some of these smaller countries uh, outside of the, you know, the, the, the four big ones, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Russia, they're maybe not able to take the hit as much. So it's, it's clearly there's some, you know, the, 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 they haven't sealed up the ranks yet. They got to they come within their own. Um, I don't know if we're going to see more cuts. I'd probably lean towards yes, if only because they want prices to go. You know, they don't want prices up. I mean, Brent's sitting just a little bit below $80 right now. They'd love to see it at that $90 level. Uh, but we will be monitoring this joint meeting to see if anything interesting comes out. 
Next up, we've got appeals court delivers fatal blow to California city pushing natural gas ban for Berkeley, California. Um, and a federal appeals court rejected their petition on Tuesday to rehear a case related to a natural gas ban that was proposed by said city. The U.S. Court of Appeals from the Ninth Circuit ultimately denied Berkeley's position, um, petition, excuse me, for rehearing um, this ban, which was a motion that it received from the Biden administration, Democratic Love states, um, after it failed um, to receive a majority support from the court's non-recused active judges. Uh, the Berkeley filed a motion last year. Um, basically that said their law, you know, it was overturned. Their law banning natural gas violated a federal statute that was then appealed by Berkeley. They worked it all the way up until the federal appeals court. It got turned down, which means it's either going to be taken up by the Supreme Court or if what they do most likely is not pick it up, then this is going to stand as a win for your natural gas burner, you know, win for all the cooks and diners in California. I can imagine going to a diner and having my eggs cooked on a flat top or not a flat top or a steak cooked without a a gas grill. Unbelievable, guys. Um, Quote coming out of uh, the Air Conditioning Heating Refrigeration Institute. Absolutely They've got lobbyists for everything, folks. The AHRI, naturally, the eight is a quote, naturally, the AHRI in particular are member companies that manufacture products and equipment that use natural gas are very pleased. I love how they just come out and say who they're lobbying for. People who use equipment that uh, uses natural gas, um, they're quote, very pleased the full quarter to deny Berkeley's request, thereby allowing the Berkeley's residents elsewhere to continue to have choices with respect to their energy sources, uh, according to the president and CEO over there, Stephen Urich. Yeah, absolute. This was, you know, ban was uh, originally enacted in in July 2019. They went ahead and uh, passed and said the uh, ban was going to go into effect January 20. Well, that came and went. Um, a little thing called COVID probably got in the middle of that. You know, the California Restaurants Association stepped up. I mean, when people said they're coming for your natural gas stoves, this is the stuff we were talking. You know, yes, I know everybody, you know, everybody liked on the Democratic side, like to use that as a trope that, well, they said we were coming for natural gas stoves, but we're not. You kind of are, at least in California. Luckily, the good people of the Ninth Circuit over there in California came through for us. We all get to enjoy our gas goals, even for the people in our favorite state, California. Speaking of that, Chevron just impaired California's, their, their California oil gas and production assets due to regulatory challenges. Absolutely unbelievable. They said in a filing today that Chevron will book fourth quarter charges of 3.5 to 4 billion citing assets that it said sold in Gulf of Mexico and policies in California prompting the company to slash investments. Mainly, um, they come out and said that it's mainly taking the charges due to the California assets. You know, they're they're going to continue to take this, but it goes to show you, folks, they're specifically saying this. What is this? They said in the filing, it will impair oil and gas production assets, mostly in California, because of, quote, continuing regulatory challenges. If Stu was here, he would say legislation through regulation or, or regulation through legislation. He'd be pounding it. Regulation through legislation. This is what's happening. And when you do this too much, the only companies that can afford to do this type of stuff are Chevron. And guess what? Even they're going to get out of the business. Even they're telling you, you we'd rather walk away and slash our investments by four billion dollars when and walk away instead of attempting to work. That means that there's nothing to be done here. It means there's zilch to be done. I'd be super nervous if I was a California producer. Even your even Chevron can't figure out how to make it work. Now, there's still some companies there that are making it work. You know, we, 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 we know a lot of people that produce a lot of oil in California. I'm not saying 
in the bag, but I would be very nervous if I was because even the bigger companies can't quite figure out what to do. Speaking of oil prices, let's move to finance. Oil was up about 3% today. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Overall, stock market, though, saw the second consecutive days of losses. S&P 500 drops about eight-tenths of a percentage point. NASDAQ down a full percentage point. Dollar index actually up about one-tenth of a or uh, 1.1 percentage points, which makes the jump in crude, albeit more interesting, crude up half a percentage point currently trading as we record this about 530 on the third, 73 on the nose. Brent trading about seven tenths of a percentage point up 79.25. Natural gas up a full percentage point, $6 and 60, uh, or excuse me, $2.69 on the nose. Mainly the jump in crude price was off of uh, Libya's largest oil field, um, halting production. You know, I'm trying to get the name of the facility. I think it was, uh, I don't know what the name of the oil field was. It's their largest, it's their largest oil field. You know, basically it's the Shara oil field. There's 270,000 barrels of oil today, um, uh, per day. And yesterday protesters showed up and basically occupied to the point where they have to do a complete full stoppage and a warning of a force majeure if they're not able to meet the demands of the protester, according to a letter signed by the National Oil Corporation's board and obtained by Bloomberg. They had 20 vehicles demanding jobs, services, new refineries. Basically, what it is, is they're holding out for better wages. So this isn't a protest for the workers there. This is other people in the country saying, hey, we want a better life. I'm all for that. Now, you, you, you know, I'm all for them protesting one better. This is a very interesting scenario going on in Libya right now. You've got a non-work protest happening, shutting down the largest oil field, and we see prices run a little bit. It's again, it's how much we teeter on this. You know, I think the other interesting thing is is, is we'll see tomorrow. Um, we will see the EIA crude oil storage numbers, so we'll be able to get an idea. We, we also know that that Red Sea stuff is still going on. So we've got a lot of what I would say teetering macro events that could possibly push us higher. It's what really drove prices up today. But you know, got. Got to love it, folks. You know, uh, protests in Libya, driving up prices. That's really all I've got today. It, you know, we got some other stories that Sue dropped, but I'll let us cover that next week. We got plenty of stuff, guys. Um, You'll hear, I don't know what interview we have coming up tomorrow. You'll hear our weekly recap on Saturday, and then we'll be back in the chair Monday mornings for you guys' for the news and to keep you guys up to speed with everything going on. So with that, guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you um, on Saturday for the weekly recap, and we'll be back in your inbox on Monday. Until then, folks. See ya!